0: Hello, this is Igoro, host of the Igoro Show, and you are listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. So keep your ears open and your mouth
1: Hey, welcome to the Steven Crypto Show presented by thestevestrout.com. I'm Steve.
2: I'm Crypto Zoo. It's episode 102. And I want to thank you guys for listening. Whether you are just jumping in now or if you have been listening since episode one, we thank you. We really appreciate you guys giving us a chance because there's a ton of podcasts out there to listen to. And I mean, never mind. No, there's only one, and it's Stephen Crypto's show. We appreciate you guys listening.
1: There's two other ones because we're <laughs> their third favorite.
2: Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, so uh, we appreciate you putting us in the third spot, um, and and really, we we have a lot of fun doing this, um, and we do it for ourselves. But if if you guys are liking this and you're enjoying what you hear, you know, then. That motivates us even more to keep going. And I tell you, what else is motivating is seeing more and more people become Patreon members, which is really cool. And Because there's an awesome assortment of content over there. You can head over to patreon.com slash stevecrypto. And we have some videos and some audio episodes over there that are only for you. There's some that will eventually be let out to... public you know when we feel like it um and there's some stuff over there that that is just kind of random but we wanted to get it out and you know maybe we thought like it it might not fit in our our normal episode format or or just something we decided to throw out so we we put it there for
1: Something to get off our chests sometimes. Yeah, right?
2: yeah. I mean, you know, you and your fiance played some games and talked about them, and you know, I've I've done a couple unboxings, I think. So we've we have a couple of little fun things over there to check out. So again, patreon.com slash Steve Crypto, and if you are wondering about another way that you can help support this show, you can buy us a coffee, and that is by heading over to Buy Me slash Steve Crypto. And basically all the contributions there go towards everything involving our podcast. So it helps out the audio gear. It helps out with merchandise. It helps out with marketing and advertising, all sorts of things. And we have a a list of people already that have bought us copies and we love you guys. We appreciate you. We thank you so much for your help. Um, You know, because we do what we can with just the two of us, but, We have actually gone farther than expected, thanks to all of you. So, again, thank you. Um, So that's buymeacoffee.com slash stevecrypto. We also have a Facebook page, a Facebook group that I encourage you to check out. Um, Steve and I just want to have a hub where other creatives can... Kind of chime in and say, hey, I, I just filmed a, a short horror movie. Okay, let us see the trailer. Throw it in there. Or maybe you're working on an album. Put a song in there if you want to share it. You know, if you're comfortable, it's it's there. So just find the Stephen Crypto Show Facebook group. Come be a member. Um, it's also a good way to maybe keep track of things that are going on with our show. You know, if you might miss it on the timeline somehow, you can become, become a member there. And I guarantee you're gonna be hit with a, a variety of of spooky information and and just different things that you didn't know were coming your way.
1: All kinds of shit from the pop culture and horror world.
2: That's right. Yep. Yep. And uh, Steve and I also have our own pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow us at the Steve Strout and cryptozoo 88 Um, I believe that covers all the the business
1: well of course we encourage you after listening to the episode to go and leave a review wherever you're listening at that always helps um and be sure to visit some of our friends like fairflix check out fairflix if you have a roku device get on the roku app store and get I don't even know how you call it a store. Go in the Roku place <laughs> where you pick your fucking apps, get fair It's an awesome streaming service. It's super cheap per year. Uh, they have a ton of indie horror. They're constantly putting out more. They have a bunch of classic horror movies. They have some great, uh, horror hosted shows like after hours cinema, which you'll see our stupid faces on every once in a while now. Uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, There's that, and then also the Halloween Shirt Company. Though it's called the Halloween Shirt Company, they have an amazing uh, selection of holiday gear they put out recently with, like, Krampus and Santa and creepy shit, but they keep that creepy vibes like they do because it's fucking Halloween all year round. So go to HalloweenShirtCompany.com. Check them out, and if I'm not mistaken... I think they give you a discount on your first order. And oh, if I sell. am mistaken, sorry, you can get a discount on the orders now at our merch shop. We're having a merch sale to celebrate our 100th episode, which just happened recently, and the holidays. So head over to our merch store on Etsy or Crypto will give you the, the link here in just a second. <laughs> but if you head over there, you can get shirts magnets mugs all that stuff at a discount we dropped prices for a minute so uh, where can they go
2: if you want that discount you head over to etsy slash shop slash steven crypto merch
1: and here's what you should do get your uh, steven crypto shirt Uh, you might not get it by the weekend but uh go find crypto this weekend he's going to be in auburn washington at a uh, event it's like a mini con up there he's gonna tell you about more in a second but go see him and he'll probably have some pins and stuff so while you're waiting for your t-shirt you just ordered to come in you can still represent and wear the steven crypto pins so uh tell him about that show
2: well if you walk in wearing one of our shirts or a hat or something like that you're also gonna get a probably a hug and a crisp high
1: give you a hand job
2: <laughs> no, 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 no 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 i said no, a high, high five.
1: Oh, high five Okay. That's about
2: the, the best I can do for you. Yeah, but I can give you some better information regarding this event. So, unlock the con, which is an awesome store inside of the the. Outlet Not to interrupt Collection you, Center. but
1: know it's funny. So he's gonna show up, like they heard is gonna give me a hand job, and they just stopped episode right there to go get ready to go. So they're <laughs> gonna show up. They didn't hear the rest of the episode, and we were joking. They're gonna Please show keep up. And just, in. They're gonna show up and just be like. Okay, I'm here. Please keep tuning
2: in. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, go back to Unlock the Con. Uh, Unlock the Con is a wonderful shop, and I'm pretty sure they don't want you giving hand jobs inside their stores. So let's just stick to high fives.
1: I'm sure if you um, buy enough stuff, they probably <laughs> they'll turn their head.
2: They're like, "We'll let it slide." Go over the under the table over there. Don't um, get
1: nothing on Funko Pops. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so uh, the Auburn Mall. It has this this store called Unlock the Con that has a a huge assortment of Funko Pops and and other little collectibles. It's mostly a Funko Pop store, and they put on this event um, that is the Winter Wonderland convention, you could say. Um, and it's a celebration of pop culture. Um, it's going to be as we we're saying this weekend, so it's December tenth and eleventh, Saturday Sunday. Um, if you want more info about like the times and, and the VIP, I think most of the VIP is sold out, but Sunday might still be available. You can head over to unlockthecon.com and read all about that. They also actually list the, um, like the, the autograph prices for the celebrity guests that I'm about to get to in a minute, which is really cool because most cons don't do that. And you just walk in blind not knowing what anybody's going to charge for an autograph, then you get there like, well, shit, if I would have been, you know, if I would have known like so-and-so was going to charge this much, I would have been more prepared for it. Um, So go to their website, read up the information there, and uh, you can be a little prepared for this weekend. (laughs) So not only do they have 40 vendors and the food court mafia in attendance, which is like eight or nine food trucks that are all friends, <clears throat> they have the following guests in attendance. Erica Schroeder, who does the voice of Eevee on Pokemon and a variety of other characters in anime. She will be there for autographs and photos. Michael Hegney, who is the voice of Charmander, Psyduck, Cubone, Blastoise, Snorlax, and more will be there.
1: Oh, shit. Snorlax is going to be there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tara, Tara Sands, who is the voice of Bulbasaur and many other characters will be there. Eric Stewart, who is the voice of, uh, what is it, James from Team Rocket and Squirtle and a few other characters. Um, someone from Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, he's going to be there as well. And... Trina Nishimura, who does voices for Attack on Titan and My Hero Academia and a few other things. So, the last one that I'm going to mention before I get to the DJs that are also there, spinning music all day. Um, <clears throat> we, we had someone listed for the event, um, Jim Winburn, right? That was his name. And he was, for anyone who doesn't know, he, uh, he was one of the original stuntmen for the 1978 Halloween film. And he recently passed away. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate that they had to find a replacement. But I got to say they did find a good one. Because I, I dare say this person's name, you know, five times. I, I, don't, I don't think I can manage Candyman will be there. Tony Todd, live in the flesh. He will be there for autographs, for signatures, for you know whatever you like. If you have something that you want signed, that's you know from from Candyman or from uh, that's two times now, or from um, I believe he was a character in the Flash. Maybe I think he was Zoom. Or at least the voice of Zoom.
1: Yeah, it might have been. It might have been. You, I know. Yeah, he was in. Uh, I think he was in the show Chuck. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's all I gotta say about that. But Candyman, okay. Tony Todd, <laughs> Tony Todd's a nice fucking That's dude. Three. I met him. I met him a few years ago, or a long time ago now, probably ten years ago, and he was just like super cool and really. Really uh, good with fans And really You know uh, He really seemed like he cared about Fans You know So like he's definitely somebody worth meeting And I mean he was fucking Candyman So Yeah Go meet Candyman well, oh, That's five times now You said Great. it twice
2: I said it three times You just said it two more times
1: I think one of us have to say it five times. I don't know. If we can. Oh, not close not away. collectively. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right. He's not going to show up in the Zoom here and slit our throats.
1: No. Um, I, just, I wish he would show up in one of our zooms and do an episode with us, but you never know. Maybe one day. Yeah. Um, He's got to show up wearing a Steven Crypto shirt, asking for his handy. <laughs> Like, can't give yourself one. <laughs> yeah. I
2: was gonna say you better not be asking him for one with that giant yeah. hook. Um, so our favorite Tony Todd
1: co- really does have two hands, though. So
2: <laughs> our uh, our favorite convention in the area, Crypticon, is helping to bring Tony to our neck of the woods. So thanks to Crypticon and thanks to Unlock the Con for working together on bringing such a iconic character in horror out to our little part of the northwest
1: yeah for sure. um, it, it's and, cool that they're just uh, doing the show in general oh you know, yeah downtime there's no conventions or anything and it's just like kind of kick those winter blues and get out and be a fucking nerd and meet some cool people
2: yeah yeah this is the place to be this weekend if you're like looking for something to get you know a last minute gift for your your family or a friend or just a gift for yourself um, I definitely recommend coming and checking this out
1: gifts for Stephen crypto yeah
2: yeah <laughs> uh, there's a couple DJs that are gonna be there playing all day long DJ speaks and DJ kaimu so uh, looking forward to meeting those guys and and meeting everybody there you know, all the vendors and everybody that attends so um yeah come come find me come say hi if you uh have been listening to the trivia in the last probably thirty episodes we've done, All right. uh, you could you could probably approach me and and give me the answer to one of those trivia questions. You know, if you gave me the episode number and and uh, I I'm pretty sure I'd remember the the trivia question So if you rattle it off to me and give me the answer, I just might have something for you.
1: Yeah, and it's not too handy. No. <laughs> I told probably... you crisp,
2: crisp high fives. That's all I got.
1: Chris high five and like stickers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I bet somebody would really like a handy though. I don't know. But, anyways, um, run, 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 what's the, uh, the details again? Where's the website? What's the date? Where? All right.
2: You can go to unlockthecon.com for all the details. Oh, I, I forgot to even say it is free admission. This whole event is free admission to enter. However, if you would like VIP, which I highly recommend doing. Um, go to unlockthecon.com to read about that. Saturday is sold out. The VIP is sold out. That but I mean, believe... you
1: can't go and still buy autographs and stuff. You right. can still do that. You just don't have to right. wait if you're VIP.
2: Exactly. VIP gets in early. I believe they get to show up like 45 minutes to an hour before everybody else. So you get to do your shopping in a little you know smaller crowd. Um, they also get signatures and photos from every guest um, and there's different different levels of VIP from what I read so you know you would have to go on the website and look at all the details but I know one of them does entail autographs and photos with JSA certification from every guest that's attending huh. which I think is, one of the coolest things that a con can do i've i've thought about this for years like man i would go to this blank con if i knew you know that i could pay to get in and then i had a guaranteed signature like even if they said all right we're going to give this little card and you just present it at whatever table you want and that gets you your thing yeah you know that would be fine it's just it's kind of rough sometimes when you go to certain events and you might have a number in your head like, oh, they're probably going to charge this much. And you get there like shit. It's double that. You know, sometimes you get lucky and it's cheaper than you think. It just depends on the guest. But they all have their own Not different rates. Often. No, no. But they all have their own rates. So I will say if, if you're listening and you're thinking about maybe going, look into going Sunday if you want the VIP. Go to their website. Read the details. Last I checked, I believe Sunday VIP was still available. And uh, there is one version that also includes a breakfast with some of the people that are going to be attending the event. So um, if you uh, I I don't know if it's available, but, you know, if so, might be fun to go have a bowl of cereal with Candyman.
1: Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I don't know about that, but yeah,
2: I'll take some honey in my.
1: Tony My Todd would be cereal, cool. hold the bees. Uh, I'd be cool to sit down for coffee with Tony Todd, but I don't know about doing anything with Candyman. It'd be just too weird. Yeah. Anyways, with that being said, that's going on this weekend, or but if you listen to this later on, get in your time machine and go into the past and, and go to the event. But it's going on the tenth <laughs> weekend of the tenth and eleventh. Yep. Is that what it is? Okay. That's right. This and weekend. Auburn, Washington unlockthecon.com get all the details there that's this weekend and last week on this show we uh, ran an interview we did in October with Jacob Zappi a local writer who wrote a book called uh, Northwest Mythology and he told us about the book and all that stuff and he did just launch the second book so you can go to northwestmythology.com and get details on that but also, of course, go back and listen to the episode last week. This week, I kind of explained how I, I met this uh, actor, actress who is on this episode. She's a new a new name. She's not a household name yet, but I feel like she very well could be. There's a new indie film that was released at Screamfest. Yeah, I think it was in Scream LA, Fest. And it's like a big horror film festival. And uh, yeah. their movie, it's called Killer. It's spelled like kill her, but killer. They debuted it there. They had like their whole red carpet debut and everything, and people went crazy for it. It like sold out to one of their big theaters and it did so well that they brought it back for an encore screening. And again, it did really well, getting a lot of buzz around it. It's getting good reviews. Uh, people are really liking it. It's a cool movie. It's a, uh, it has a very '80s slasher mixed with a more modern Scream kind of vibes. I call it like like Friday the Thirteenth meets Scream. It's yeah, kinda, yeah, I kind of put it along Scream there. in the Woods. <laughs> yeah, there's like a lot of a lot of humor, but there's also a lot of good kills and gore and stuff, which hasn't been released yet, so we can't talk much about some of this stuff. But luckily, I met the actress. Her name is M.C. Huff. Um, she connected me with producers so we could screen it and so luckily we were able to watch it and it was fucking awesome. So keep yeah. your eyes opened for this movie Killer. You guys would dig it. Uh pretty much about a uh Bachelorette party. One of the girls is getting married and they decide to have their bachelorette party on a camping trip. As a camping trip. Shit just kinda goes crazy and hits the fan and all kinds of wild shit happens. It's it's kind of a
2: it doesn't take long either.
1: No, it just gets in and then it's just kind of relentless right until the end and kind of twists and turns and Yeah. But uh MC Huff, who we uh interviewed, this was her her feature role debut. It doesn't
2: feel like a debut. It feels like she's been doing this for a long time.
1: It is really I didn't expect to see such a great fucking job out of You know, knowing going in, knowing like, oh, this is her first, you know, starring role. It's probably going to be okay. You know, she could be pretty good. But she was like fucking phenomenal. She kind of like blew me away.
2: Yeah, she. You can tell she's been doing her homework. She's, you know, obviously has watched her fair share of movies and and movies in the genre, and just knows, you know, knows how to act and can can handle like different um, different curves and twists. In a script of a film. I, I'm just without saying too much.
1: This character she plays is such. There's so many elements and layers to this character. And she kind of brought all this out. And kind of. We've seen kind of multiple personalities. And just. We, we've seen the, the range of her. Her acting abilities. And uh, it was a killer roll <laughs> you get it but yeah the movie's called kill her it's, it should be doing a uh, festival run now and i'm sure it'll get picked up for distribution i'd like to see it get a cinematic run even if a short one but you'll definitely be able to see this movie sooner or later probably within yeah a
2: months and if any of you watch the film at a festival and then tune into this um please feel free to reach out to us after watching. Send us a comment. Let us know what you thought of it. Yeah. Hopefully you dig it.
1: Right, right. So uh, why don't we just dig right in and introduce everybody to MC Huff. She's a actress you may not have heard of yet, but I think uh, she's a role or two away from being somebody we we know. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. When you when you see her in this movie, you're you're gonna feel like, damn, she's been doing you know it, it feels like she's been doing it a long time as i said a minute ago yeah. and and you're you're going to be impressed yeah i'm just going to leave it at that i think you're going to be impressed with what you see in this film especially from her
1: absolutely and that's not even saying the rest of the everybody else in the movie nope. was great too
2: oh they've the whole cast did a great job yeah
1: yeah she's amazing and the director you could tell he loves her particularly slasher films so. yeah
2: it it shows in some films more than others and this is definitely yeah. one of them
1: yeah this was a, a love letter to those movies from this guy yeah let's get in meet mc huff and when we get back from this chat we'll run our trivia and say goodbye hi i'm doug jones the tall skinny goofy actor
0: who plays lots of monsters and creatures on film and in tv but today i want you to know that you are listening to the best podcast on the air, and that
2: would be the Steve and Crypto Show. Hey there, everybody. My name's Cortland.
1: And I'm Brandon.
2: And this is the Up All Night Horror Anthology Podcast, where we cover every horror anthology show that we can get our hands on. We've already reviewed all of Are You Afraid of the Dark? We've set our sights on Goosebumps next. Do you love to laugh at amazing 90s Canadian horror shows?
1: Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. So
2: join us every Tuesday for new episodes to keep you up all night.
1: Hey, we are on the Steven Crypto Show with a special guest. Um, Recently, I somehow on social media connected with an actress. I'm not sure how long she's been doing it. We're going to find out here in a minute, but... uh, she liked something I posted. I went and checked out her profile and she had a teaser for a new movie that was just about to premiere. And I think they did it at Scream Fest, if I'm not mistaken. They did a big red carpet premiere and everything. And uh, her name is MC Huff. I wanted, I had to find out who she was and learn more about her because her performance in the movie was phenomenal. And uh, let's just jump right in and start talking to her. Meet MC Huff. How are you?
0: I'm good, great, very happy to be here.
1: definitely happy to have you here. so um yeah before we before we mention what we can about the film, kill her, which I should have said at the top there. but uh tell us a little about your background
0: so I'm from Austin, Texas, originally, and I actually went to the University of Texas at Austin for biology, so not film related, but ever since I was like seven or as early as I can remember when friends would come over to the house for like a play date, I was like, okay, you're putting on this costume. You're putting on this, you're the knight in shining armor, you know, and, and action. So it was always playing pretend. And that's where I got my, my biggest joy in life. So yeah, I think it was kind of an obvious choice as much as I love science. I knew that this is something I needed to do for my life's work.
1: So did you do any, formal acting training or like improv stuff or stage yeah
0: i'm a big improv actor i i went to the ucb and the groundlings i'm on a team called chugga chugga we perform around la uh so yeah i mean the heart of acting i think really is improv it's at its purest form so that yes formal training and once i moved out to la i really wanted to work on my craft so i got into um diana castle's the imagined life so that was my formal training but yeah i as a kid I, it wasn't no formal training just diving right into that play spirit as a kid
2: so you mentioned that you know and pretending as a kid um it sounds like you might be a good director is that something you might like to do down the
0: road well i actually had my directorial debut in February. Uh, at Mammoth Film Festival. So I had a short that I wrote and directed and produced, and I absolutely loved that whole process. So that's certainly something.
1: Breakfast with Jenny, right? Yes, Breakfast with Jenny. I checked it out this morning. I was researching (laughs) and it was for, what was it, like six minutes, seven minutes? Yeah, six and a half. Intense. It was like one of the most intense six and a half minutes. Like it was, it's hard to explain. I want people to see I'm going to make sure to link it in the show notes so people can go find it. Um, it's kind of uh, what would you say. It's about grief and coping with loss and stuff and kind of some mental health sprinkled in there. And
0: absolutely. I, I really wanted to touch on all the ways in which people grieve and right. that each one of those ways is valid. And I think a lot of times people put shame on themselves for grieving in certain ways when there should be no shame surrounding any of that.
1: Did something, I don't know if it's personal or not, uh, inspired this this short, or was it just something that...
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I So growing up, my grandfather was a huge part of my life, very influential and almost like a father figure to me. And towards the end of his life, I remember he was in the hospital, And it had gotten to the point where, you know, everyone knew he wasn't going to make it and he wasn't going to leave the hospital. But for me, I was in denial and I was saying, oh, I can't wait to have his birthday party when we get him out of here. But looking back on it, I was just finishing up high school, uh, getting ready to go into college. And there was so much going on in my life at the time that it really was necessary for me to have that state of denial in order to like survive it's a survival technique. So yeah. And, and realizing now, Hey, there's no shame in me thinking that I, he was going to get out of there and go to a party. Cause that's what I needed to believe at the time.
1: Yeah. What other stuff besides kill her? Have you been in that anybody might've seen or.
0: So kill her is definitely, it's my first lead in a feature film, which is quite exciting. I think it really is my, reveal as an actress to the world i'm very proud of my performance in this film
1: you should and
0: thank you i appreciate that uh i have done you know pilots and shorts but i only moved out here a couple years ago so and that was including covid times so yeah this is this is my first big hello look at me
1: (laughs) so if you've been out a couple years and i think what covid was past two or three years and I think they've only really been working for the past year or so. So you kind
0: of—that's the thing. Yeah, you're and that's really—that's yeah. what really inspired me to write my own short and direct it and produce it myself was because the opportunities were so limited because of COVID. And I was like, "Screw this! I'm not going to wait around for someone to give me a chance." And so yeah, I shot that before I did kill her, and I think that everything I had learned about editing and um, the different shots I wanted to get everything about the whole process really helped me as an actor in kill her. Cause I understood all aspects of the filmmaking process more.
1: Right. Yeah. You, you kind of figure like your angles, you got to work and all that important stuff. Um, is Are you going to be doing any more, are you planning on any more directing or doing any more shorts or anything?
0: Yeah. I'm actually writing my first feature right mm. now. And it is, it's also, it's more directly about my grandfather. So the short was kind of inspired by that. Uh, But this is sort of a hypothetical situation of how I would have liked something to go with my grandfather. Yeah.
1: All right. It's good. It's a good personal, personal sounding story. So you'll definitely put more, uh, more heart into it. You know, not that you don't, but anything else you do, but it's,
0: yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that when it comes from a personal place, you do... You're right, you put so much more heart yeah. into the into it. It's
1: it's not like just a gig, you know? It's like, I'm going to do this gig and get paid and move on to the next one. It's like you're invested so much more. So, Kill Her, how did, how did you get involved with this film?
0: So, it came in my email from my agent and... It's funny, I got the sides, there's four lead female roles in the movie. And I got the sides for Maddie first. And then the next day I got an email and said, can you read for Jess, one of the other characters? I was like, okay. And then I, the next day I got an email, can you read for Eddie? And I was like, oh my God, they hate what I'm doing. They want me to keep reading you know, for other characters. Which is so wrong. If they hate what you're doing, they're just not going to yeah, see you again. They saw like, something, yeah. yeah. So are just looking uh, for the
2: best fit for each role, I assume.
0: Yeah. So then uh, about a week went by and we did a Zoom callback because it's still very much the Zoom world with COVID. Yep. And they wanted me to read for all three characters for the callback. I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then... About a week later, I was in Provincetown at the time and they said, can you fly to LA for the chemistry read? I was like, sure. And I said, okay, so for what character, you know, this is the final chemistry read. And they said for all three. And I was like, shoot. Cause I really wanted Eddie. And I was like, ah, how, what do I do? So I did a super gamble, a risky move. And I, tried to sabotage my readings of maddie and jess and i don't even know if they know this like and i don't even know if maybe they recognized that i was trying to do this but i wanted eddie so badly that i was like if i try to do bad in these two maybe they'll see me for this (laughs) um and then yeah i found out a couple days later that i got the role of eddie which was really exciting
1: that's a character that will really test your uh, capabilities
0: as an actor, for sure. That's one of the reasons why I wanted this particular role so badly, because I felt like Eddie was such a complex individual and someone who is far from me personally, like my MC self. So that's always a gold mine, you know, as an actor, you want to try to play parts that are really different from you and live lives that are yeah different from you. Yeah.
1: You gotta test yourself for sure.
0: Yeah. And one other funny little tidbit from that final chemistry read, they had me read with six different guys who were gonna play the role of Jagger. And with five of them, I felt like I I really knocked it out of the park. Right. And then this sixth one Oh my god it was a disaster i wasn't remembering any of my lines he wasn't remembering any of his lines we we felt like we bombed it for each other and i went home being like oh my god he probably hates me i ruined that for him (laughs) and then sure enough when we show up on set he's the one who ended up getting it and he told me he said oh my god when i went home i thought oh my god i sabotaged it for for mc so (laughs) I, I think maybe there was something like authentic about in our chemistry that worked, but yeah, it was funny that we both thought we sab- sabotaged it for each other. And then we both ended up getting cast in the movie.
1: Right. It was probably something they were looking for and they saw it. Can you give a quick uh, summary of the movie or like a, tell us the, tell us what it's about, what you yeah. can share.
0: So uh, four girls go on a camping trip into the middle of nowhere And it's for a like a pre-bachelorette party. They're kind of planning the bachelorette party. Maddie is getting married. But not the most prepared for the wilderness. Let's just say that. And they come upon a guy in the wilderness. People start dying. And I think the short little tagline is they asked for a killer bachelorette party. And that's exactly what they got. So.
1: That's, That's. That's a good. Uh. Luckily, me and, and crypto were able to see the movie thanks to the producers um it it was uh us growing up enjoying like 80s horror it really had that feel like the, even the score was just like 80s horror and uh what
0: well, and I really attest that to Rob August, the director. Right. he is such a horror fan, lifelong horror fan and I felt so confident knowing that this film was in his hands because he wanted it to be like a love letter to certain horror films that influenced him as a kid. And, and I think he did a really great job at that. And what was interesting was when you shoot a film, you don't know exactly how it's going to turn out after the edit. So the first time I saw the film at all was at Scream Fest in a packed you know 500 with 500 people their first time seeing it and my first time seeing it and i loved how they leaned into like the 80s horror campiness aspect of it because that's something that you know you can't really envision until you see how they edited it
2: yeah yeah there's definitely a a dedication and homage there to uh to some older films like I mean, right from the jump, you guys had me with the uh the camera shot, just like when you're up against the tree. I'm not really giving anything away here, but when you're up against the tree it's from the, and teaser, the camera, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the camera zooms in. I mean, you can't help but think Evil Dead. And mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. looks beautiful.
1: That's what I was getting. I got that scene was first thing I thought was the way he shot Evil Dead. And then yeah. watching it, it was just like the 80s stuff. you know, like the 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 camp horror movies you know the, the friday the 13th movies and stuff yeah and then you know
2: something bad's gonna happen
1: <laughs> but then you felt like these more like modern like stream kind of vibes because it's kind of like a it at first and then it you had a good the...
0: entanglement of yes. all elements of those absolutely yeah, it's, yeah. So,
1: it's so hard to not mention any of this stuff i can't wait till people <laughs> people need to see this right Well, <laughs> yes. once it's available and out there Or is it going to be doing uh, more festivals or anything?
0: Yeah. So right now we're still trying to, we're doing the festival run a bit and then yeah. Distribution I'll find out probably when everyone else finds out, because now it's in the hands of the producers and the executive producers. So I don't know at the moment, but it will certainly be available to the world somehow, some way
2: we me. recently went to a film festival and you know hung out and kind of did some press and and uh watched a few different films and and they were all really fun and i i'm sure you know you've experienced this now so you can possibly relate uh, one of the the best parts for us was just hearing the reactions from the other people of like you know audience. everyone together the whole audience together is is we're all like-minded we're all there to to see some horror to be spooked a little bit in some way and so it's just fun to be in that room of as you said 500 people and like damn we're you know we're all reacting the same it's really fun isn't it
0: oh it's such a communal experience yeah in yeah. this film exactly and this is this goes with a lot of horror films but certainly with this film i want people to be able to see it in the theater because the roar of laughters and screams and everything at the same time just erupting in the theater is such a magical experience especially when you poured your heart and soul into a project and then everyone's getting excited about it in different ways it was awesome
1: so the vibe was pretty awesome at at the theater then
0: and then we actually got such a great reaction from the sold out premiere at the chinese theater that then we got an encore presentation the following week and it was almost sold out again for that so the word got out and a lot of the people in the audience actually had come back a second time because they wanted to rewatch it which was cool
1: that's awesome no was that second screening was that part of scream fest or was that like a just it was yeah. it was
0: part of scream fest and we were the only film at scream fest that had an encore screening
2: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Cause That's I guess flattering. when we, I, I talked to some of the people who put on ScreamFest and they said that they were being flooded with calls saying, like, I can't believe it's sold out. I want to see Kill Her so many times that they then, yeah, had an encore screening for us, which is great.
1: Very cool. Sorry, did you have, I cut crypto off first. Are <laughs> you,
2: oh, you getting it? I, I, uh, <laughs> I was just going to, you know, mention, the the movie and and like it's kind of funny to say like uh, horror movies and and movies in general are fun to watch with your friends but like this one definitely has that like if this was the 90s i would want to rent this with a couple other movies on a friday night with my friends you know and and like hang out together and watch and kind of adding to what we're just saying like everybody like hollering together and and the communal feeling, like not every horror movie has that, but this one really does. You yeah. know, I'd put it in there with like a Friday the Thirteenth or something. Like, you want to watch that with your buddies and let's have some beer and a pizza and and all like get into it.
1: Like you said, people need to see it in the theater. It's a great popcorn yeah. movie, and yeah, it is. Yes. <laughs> it, it'd be perfect. I I just it, wanted to
2: hype that up a little bit more, basically, yeah. like.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, put
0: it in the theater to anyone who's listening.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we saw that that indie horror film could do really well in theaters. I mean, Terrifier just fucking killed it. Yeah. Oh, have I've you seen, seen that yet? I yeah. fe- I
0: haven't seen it, but I've obviously seen all the articles. Everyone's going crazy yeah. about it. Yeah. But this has been a good year. I think there's been a lot of horror pumped out for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think the last just couple of years in general. I think I feel like I I mean, I could be wrong on this but i think a lot of it is uh that the the bigger uh studios were, were holding back all like the big blockbusters and you know the superhero movies and they were holding all that stuff back and they had to put something out so it's like let's just throw the horror movies out there and everybody is dying for something new and there was a lot of horror out there and everybody is sitting down and finally watching it and like wait this shit isn't the the trash that i thought it was it's this is good (laughs) this is actually art i could enjoy this and now people are opening up and then you have stuff like uh like uh jordan peele's films getting like good critical reviews and stuff and it's just people are realizing that like i said it's not the the smut and trash and gore fest that people see horror as like it's crypto always mentions that we're uh the uh what do you call this the the, the black sheep of the cinema. black sheep there you go
0: <laughs> right i mean you look at oscar history and you don't see horror films generally so i think yeah, yeah people kind of brush it off kind of with comedy horror and comedy as yeah eh, it's not as higher tier art but i yeah. you know, i disagree
2: when i was a kid my mom you know she was definitely uh uh, a lady that would watch award shows a lot you know she'd always say oh here's the grammys or w- whatever it was on and i never cared because most of the people that i was really into weren't on those shows and then finally there was an award show i, I think it might have been on like spike tv and it was called the chainsaw awards and they did that a few years yeah. in
1: a row that was and that was fun spike and Fangoria did that yeah. yep
2: yep and that was always fun when when i actually got to watch it you know
1: That's for our Uh, people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: But they just, I don't know. Like, what, just because it makes you laugh, it's not like it, it, it's lower tier. I mean, that, that's entertainment. Isn't that what movies are about?
1: I think, I think a lot of people, like critics and stuff, need, uh, they need to feel like, uh, they need to feel smart. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, they need to, they want stuff they could pick apart and overanalyze rather than just be entertained. Which I think is a, a issue with that's why you see on the internet all like the the people just trashing stuff and everything. It's like just fucking be entertained.
0: Well, I think one one reason why Kill Her works so well is the way like all the actors took their roles very seriously. What you have to do with comedy, especially even comedy, the more serious you are about it, the funnier it can be. But like to me everything i was filming was very serious very emotional very deeply driven within like the creations i had made but when you talk to robin the director and you're like oh what's the deep meaning behind this film he's like ah eh, it's just fun like he <laughs> has that like exactly. eh, it's just a fucking roller coaster yeah. blast and so I think the mixture of all of us taking it really seriously, and he took it very seriously, but having that fun element of it, especially in post, it filters through in a way where, you know, you can be really intense in the movie, but then you have lighthearted elements that kind of allow you to giggle and have a good time.
2: And he's like, yeah. yeah, I just run through the woods and start screaming. We'll turn the yes. camera on and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like it brings, builds you up and then levels you out again. And it's just like, it's like a roller coaster it's
0: i think that's a perfect way to describe it it really is it takes you on a wild ride and takes some sharp turns at times
1: okay so most of the stuff we talk about on here like we we say we're a a pop culture show and but we do emphasize horror so what um were you a fan of horror growing up or before you got into acting
0: yeah absolutely uh my friends and i probably around the ages of 10 11 12 13 and when we'd all get together for sleepovers we would put on i think it was around the time of like saw we watched a lot of saw one missed call it was all like a lot of those movies and we'd get so scared like it was almost a competition to see who could last you know because we were such scaredy
1: cats
0: (laughs) and then i remember when we would get too scared we would put it on mute and it wasn't really scary and i think that's when i realized how important scoring is especially for horror films yeah because you know you you mute it and you just see people like with their mouth open like like pretending you know to scream <laughs> and it's just and, funny yeah it's just funny yeah so uh, yeah I grew up loving loving horror but I have such a greater appreciation for horror after shooting this film because we relied a lot on practical effects on set rather than all in post and I was just so impressed with the makeup department Kelton and Bailey They're so talented. And I remember these practical effects looked so realistic on set that people were getting like wheezy because it looks so real. Uh, Yeah, and (laughs) mind you, I I give it to them. It was like, you know, 30 degrees, 20 degrees when we were filming. It was freezing up in the woods in Big Bear. And they're covered in, you know, uh, fake blood and freezing, freezing. So... Yeah, just such an appreciation for this whole genre after actually shooting a horror film. And I never thought I would do one until this kind of fell into my lap. And now, you know, I could I could easily see myself doing doing some more.
1: I I think you could. Being a horror fan, I I want to see you do more personally. Yeah.
2: I mean, I was going to ask you, like, is there anything that you would like to do in the future, you know, be it horror or not? And if you're, if you want to dive into the horror bracket, is there like any specific role that you want to do or is there like, uh, you know, just, is there anything that you are thinking about that you would like to accomplish down the road?
0: Yeah. I, I really loved this horror comedy. Cause I mean, it's a blast. Like we said, it's a roller coaster, but I think the things that I'm drawn to are like super dark, like almost psychological thrillers where you really get in the mind of the monster, you know, the human who's doing horrific things. So I would love to play a role where I am, you could say, quote unquote, the villain, but the focus is really on my past because I love understanding why people are the way they are. And I think that's what makes me so curious as an actor. Like I want to understand why you do certain things and I want to have the opportunity to live as you in certain, you know, different movies. So yeah, I think having being able to explore those dark, dark parts of ourselves that we usually push away was would be something I'd like to do.
1: I feel like with with uh, the Eddie character, you kind of touched on some of that a little bit.
0: Absolutely, I mean, she is Eddie is a on the outside a jokester, which I think a lot of jokesters in real life are hurt inside sometimes, and it kind of ex- they express themselves in that way, almost to overcompensate. So, yeah, jokester, but someone who really just wants human connection and. More than anything, wants to be loved and wants to be seen and heard. So you are right. I got to, I got to experience right. some of that with this, um, but I'd like to go. I'd like to go deeper.
1: Right, right.
0: We always want to go. You know, always yeah. want to go deeper and darker, yeah. and <laughs> you
1: always want to push yourself to the yeah. to next level and uh, whatnot. So, is there anything? And uh, down the, coming up. Anytime soon for you?
0: Nothing I can talk about. Talk about right. Yeah, publicly right now, except for obviously the feature that I'm writing that I do plan on also being in. But yeah, other than that, I can't talk about too much. But yeah,
1: more horror exciting, stuff. Though?
0: Exciting times, I'll exciting say that for sure. <laughs> for
1: sure. Um. <laughs> so what? What are? Who are some of the? The performers actors actresses that kind of have inspired you
0: so for this film in particular i in preparation for it i had about two months from the time of finding out that i got the role to filming and i i just tried to soak up as much as i could influence wise and kathy bates in misery was a big influence and then the scream films for sure so skeet and matthew i, I enjoyed like watching their performances in that uh but over all just my influences as an actor in general i'm a huge fan of florence Pugh. i think she's absolutely incredible and everything she does. And her last film, The Don't Worry Darling, it was getting horrible reviews. And, you know, a lot of times I try not to look at reviews before I see a movie, but I saw, you know, The Rotten Tomatoes and I was like, eh. But I had to go just for her. Like, I am so in love with her work as an actor and the way she approaches the work that she's a big influence for sure. All
1: right. How about some of your favorite movies horror or not oh
0: my god that is
1: people want to know people are going to know people are going to look back on this interview and, and once yeah, you're want no your household name <laughs> after once you're a new scream queen or something and yes they're going to look back and be like let's see what she was all about before
0: uh let's see i mean again i go to really dark things like i i love schindler's list uh i love yeah uh, i mean that's that one movie is a masterpiece um yeah. you know what i'm going to say and this is a movie i've seen within the last year but it's it's going to be up there in my top movies i think of all time is everything everywhere all at once
1: oh my god i that...
0: thought that was poof. i was blown away
1: i want to talk about roller coaster
0: oh my god talk that about movie. like screaming and crying and laughing all within like a minute uh oh my god okay so see this is how it always works my mind's blank <laughs> and then now that i'm thinking of things i'm like blah i want to tell you everything uh and then another film also recently saw Marcel the shell with shoes on have you seen it
1: I haven't seen it and I'm hearing people are loving it Steve yeah I know
0: I know (laughs) I mean I thought I was gonna have to be escorted out of the theater for ugly crying so badly it was (laughs) oh
1: (laughs) well I'll I'll wait to watch that at home then because (laughs) I don't need to start crying in the theater yeah, I was worried. Bring, I went, your, bring
0: your tissues.
1: I went and watched the um Wakanda Forever the other day, and I and I had seen people say it was like an emotional scene and everything, so I was prepared. I had I did have a couple of tissues in my hoodie pocket and just in case. Well, but that's why I me, told but, yeah. you <laughs> I have to
0: leave at six o'clock because I'm going to a six twenty showing of Wakanda Forever. So <laughs> well,
1: I'm excited. Bring, bring tissues just in case. You, yeah, you might need them. You might need them. Yeah nice yeah <laughs> um it was it was pretty good though i think you'll dig mm-hmm. it if you like those movies you'll you'll dig it yeah it, it was kind of they do a nice tribute to uh why is his name escaping me the actor from the first oh, movie
0: yeah 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 who passed away
1: yeah they, like and i love is... how
0: they did the tribute to him also i think at the oscars and, and they've done such a wonderful yeah. job at that
1: he was good, but yeah, you'll date. But everything ever all at once. That was man. That was that. That was probably the best thing I've watched in the last at least but, at least a year.
0: It was. What did you see it in the theater or I did. In, I did. Okay, yeah. yeah. One thing that I thought was so amazing about seeing that in the theater is the rock scene, where it's just the rocks and the subtitles on the screen. Yep. You could have dropped like a feather in that theater and heard it hit the ground. It was so dead silent. And going back to like the communal aspect of watching a movie in a theater. Oh, that was a beautiful moment. I think all of us just being so focused on that and quiet. That movie did some beautiful, like breaking the form things, things that you don't see a lot.
1: And weren't the guys who did that movie, weren't they like music video directors? and then it jumped into this
0: i gotta look into that i mean i believe so because the editing was like phenomenal
1: did you watch that yet everything everywhere all at once caleb
2: me i have not (sighs) i have not seen that i was about to say i'm jumping back in here what what movie are we talking about
0: put it on your to-do list
1: you should put it on there put it towards the top because it's (laughs) definitely
0: watched i
2: watched kill her first
0: Yes, most go. importantly, yeah, <laughs>
1: but we can't yeah. really talk much about that yet. So,
0: I will we'll say will. though, we when you watch it, it's hard to believe that that film was shot in 12 days.
1: Kill her, yeah, wow,
0: yeah, we shot it 10 days in Big Bear, and then we had two days back in LA, but it was awesome because it was COVID times, so we were all staying up at the camp in big bear
1: right
0: so you're just so focused and in that mindset the entire time and being in the woods a it lended us to be able to scare each other you know frequently um but then also there were moments where you know we were all staying down the hall from each other and i remember jenna coming and like knocking on my door and she and she's like crying she's like oh my god you know someone's someone's outside was that you who just tried to prank me and then we realized we were all in our rooms and we're all freaking out and we're filming a (laughs) horror movie but yet we feel like we're in a horror movie at the same time so we had a lot of fun fun onset stories like that
2: There's something about the woods just itself, you know, like you just feel like you're being watched in general when you're in the woods, especially at nighttime.
0: Oh, yeah. And a lot of our uh, shooting days were night shoots. So like 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. So it was pitch black, dark. And you're like, did you see that? And there was a lot of wildlife, too. So you'd hear rustling in the bushes. Oh, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's freaky. (laughs) Yeah, is there any other fun uh set stories that you could share without giving away?
0: Uh yeah. Uh there is there's a scene that didn't even make the movie, but it involves these gigantic cockroaches. Like, I mean three, four inches long, like gross cockroaches and somebody not going to mention, but somebody's hand is laying on the ground and these cockroaches, live cockroaches crawled all over this person's hand for the shot. And then when they watched the movie and found out that that wasn't even in the cut, they were like, I had cockroaches crawl all over me <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> uh. That that was a fun moment. And then also There was uh, a scene where we had to change a little bit of the dialogue because I think we were all sitting around our like fake campfire and we were supposed to say, oh, God, it's really hot out. But it was 20 degrees and we were all physically shaking. So we had to we had to change it to like, oh, it's very it's very cold (laughs) out because there's no way that anyone would have believed us that we're saying it's too hot while we're convulsing and freezing.
1: That's funny. Did you guys have a
2: fair amount of bloopers also like, like they ended up becoming comical.
0: I can't wait to see the bloopers reel. I know that Robin, the director said that he has just a gold mine reel of bloopers. So I am so anxious for us all to get together for those to be released to the public. Cause I know that there's some, some amazing bloopers from this.
2: It's one of my favorite things about movies is like um, some of them will put them in while their credits are rolling at the end, you know, like mm-hmm. Rush Hour was always famous for doing that. Yeah, it's always something to look forward to.
0: Yeah. And then it keeps people around for the credits because, yeah, I you know, so many people pour their heart and soul into a film and then everyone gets up and leaves right when it's over. And I'm like. Look at their name. They worked so hard. Yeah. (laughs) And that's one thing with killer that I appreciated was so many people got their own title cards that were, you know, in the crew, which is very rare. So I think it's just, I think, I don't know if that was Robin's decision or who decided that, but I think that was a great move because I mean, Hey, the, yeah, the actors are, are working their butts off, but so is the crew. And I feel like crew doesn't get enough recognition sometimes. Right. right.
1: Yeah. You guys are all it's out true. there in the cold.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Every single one of us.
1: <laughs> so um, it's definitely a movie. Kill her. You should be proud of your performance in it. Everybody should. You talk to any yeah. other cast, let them know that we loved it. Um, yeah. Definitely look forward to seeing it again. Need to see it in the theater. Hopefully it does get a good good enough release that people get to see it uh hopefully that blooper reel makes the 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 dvd yes. when it comes out that would be cool because i would definitely want to see that now uh, yeah
0: you and me both
1: <laughs> what uh a... i just lost my thought
0: <laughs> uh, quick question caleb
2: <laughs> i'm just trying to keep my kids quiet over here oh okay there you um <laughs> go.
0: how old how old are your kids
2: uh they are three and about to be six next week yeah
0: fun fun age
2: yeah yeah so you know um they're we'll not probably, old enough
1: to watch killer we'll,
2: yet well i was gonna yeah, say we'll no, probably no. watch horror. <laughs> we'll watch kill her on the seventh birthday you'll know, yeah, be ready for
1: that it be, yeah <laughs> seven there you go That's yeah. a good, that's i was probably watching horror when i was that age
0: well, that's the thing about like like i have nieces and a nephew that range from age like one to like nine and they're all asking and wanting to watch you know they're all hearing about oh. kill her and wanting to watch my movie and i'm like oh i don't know yeah,
1: like you <laughs> like, yeah you, you don't need to see auntie acting like this, this is yeah no, no. <laughs> you want to
2: see me in that light <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: they'll maybe they never... scared of you and yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah that's cool well we could probably wrap up here soon thank you for hanging out and taking the time uh thanks for hooking it up with the producers so we could check it out
0: Yeah, i am so glad that you guys enjoyed it and wanted to pimp it out on here so yes, hopefully sure. people hear this yeah. and check it out yeah for
1: sure we'll share yeah, whatever also. we'll share whatever we can in the show notes about the movie um if there's anything you want to plug yeah, do you want people to follow you on social media or anything and keep up on oh, what sure, you are yeah
0: yeah I'm I'm pretty active on Instagram I try to be uh it's just MC Huff and yeah check out breakfast with Jenny because it's on YouTube and available so yeah breakfast with Jenny
1: and it's it's one of the awards at that couple festivals
0: right oh yeah uh I, 11 different uh international film festivals so oh wow, wow. Feel, feel pretty good about that yeah sure <laughs> and, and hey i gotta say that's something i try to tell people all the time is i shot that film i mean granted i had lenses on my phone moment lenses but i shot that with my iphone and with a budget of less than a hundred dollars so i you know i try to tell people hey don't don't wait around for someone to to cast you in a project or to give you the opportunity like now with cell phones there's really no no excuse yeah. so make that art
1: make that art if you got an idea yeah. and make it happen and there's it's so easy to get it out there now too yeah with the internet absolutely. you can just put it on youtube it anywhere for free mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well hey everybody uh follow mc huff Keep your eyes open for Kill Her.
2: Yeah, if you're, if you're going to the festivals, make sure that you go out and watch that one.
0: I'm so glad you guys loved it. It was so great chatting with you both and meeting you guys. Thank,
2: Thank you. Thank you for being here.
0: What's up, guys? This is Megan Yannan from Blank Stare, and you are listening to The Steve and Crypto Show. Be sure to subscribe to Fear Flicks on the Roku Channel store.
1: All right, we are back. Thank you to... MC Huff for hanging out and chatting. That was a blast. She was super cool to talk with. Um, definitely somebody I would love to have come back and chat some more once she gets some more stuff under her belt and definitely check out her uh, short film that she mentioned. Um, I'm going to put a link to it so you can check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes, but thank her. See the movie. Kill her as soon as you get a chance. You're going to dig it. If you guys like our show, we know what you're into, sort of. I think well enough by now. Um, I think you'll really like this movie, it's a fucking blast. Like I said in the interview, it's a great popcorn movie. Um, and if it comes to theater near me, I'm definitely gonna see it. So, uh, it was tough because we couldn't really say too much. Like we talked about an interview because you know, we're sworn to secrecy and a lot of stuff, so um. Uh, it's cool that they let us screen it, but also at the same time, it's like, I just want to yell about all these scenes and talk about kill scenes and this and that. And we can't. So just take our word for it. Go see this. You guys would dig it. It's a fun fucking movie. Uh, MC Huff is phenomenal. The whole cast is great, but I think we have a a budding star here on our hands. So do that.
2: Yeah. I I was just going to jump in and say, um, at this point for us, it's like we're in high school. Somebody just told us a, a dirty secret, you know, and now we can't yeah. talk to anybody about it. Don't tell yeah, anybody. It's pretty much how it is. fucking like,
1: amazing. Yeah.
2: We can tell you the movie's great, and you're going to have fun with it. If you're into horror, you're going to like it. It's, it's a ride. It really is a ride um, from beginning to end. And um, I also just want to throw in, uh, you were talking about it, kind of having like Scream versus Friday the 13th vibes. I would also throw in a little bit of Evil Dead just with the camera angles that they use from yeah. time to yeah, time. We
1: were, we we're talking about that in the yeah. interview. Yep, like yeah. Like you mentioned.
2: So I can say that. You know, there's there's some really cool angles in it that kind of make you think about other films and just yeah. Um, you know, throughout the movie you'll see like, okay, there's a little nod to this movie or that movie, and you know, it it's fun. It's yeah, the whole movie see... is just just fun
1: you can see a lot of uh influences and stuff
2: influence paying tribute it's a great
1: time the the director name flipped my mind at first but uh, his name is Robin August and uh yeah you can see this guy loves loves horror so I think you'll dig the movie uh check that out and uh also of course check us out on social media he's cryptozoo 88 I'm the Steve Strout knows are also the places you could track us down to give us the answer to trivia questions, which we've been giving this trivia every week. And uh, if you got the answers, message one of us and we'll send you some stickers and stuff and put your name on a list for a bigger drawing down the road. So uh, I guess it's probably a good time since I brought it up that we come up with a trivia question for this week and we're going to go holiday related.
2: That's right. So considering we, We are getting closer and closer to Christmas. We would like to know what Santa's demonic companion is called. I think you, if you're listening to this show, you probably know the answer to this. What is the name of Santa's demonic companion?
1: The creepy horned Christmas demon who punishes naughty kids.
2: Who may even be attending this weekend's Winter Wonderland event in Auburn once again, December tenth and eleventh. This Saturday, Sunday, come out to the Outlet Collection Center, formerly the Super Mall, in Auburn, Washington, for the Winter Wonderland event presented by Unlock the Con. You can meet four people that do voices for Pokemon, that all of them do more than one Pokemon, basically, um, and they all, you know, have other things that they do as well, uh, including Attack on Titan and. Um, uh, My Hero Academia and, and other things. And of course, you can meet Tony Todd, Candyman. There's 40 plus vendors. There's food, all of that. So come check it out. And you might also be able to get your pictures taken with Saint Nick's Demonic Companion. So think about what we generally like to call him. And
1: well, you can approach.
2: You could either send us a message and, and give us the answer, or you could approach me this weekend and let me know. You could even just point to him and
1: yeah, say guy. the
2: name. Yeah. That thing. Point, that point thing to him. Point
1: with the horns. Yeah.
2: Episode 102, say the name, and I'll have something for you.
1: Yeah, and uh, and if your kids are naughty, keep them away from this guy. He'll, <laughs> he'll, <laughs> he'll, be, he'll beat him with a stick or like, take him to the he has a basket.
2: He has a basket with their name on it. There you go.
1: Right on. Well, uh, I think that's going to about wrap up this week. Uh, of course we want to remind you guys to leave us a review or rating wherever you listen and go subscribe on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Steve crypto. Go leave us a tip at buymeacoffee.com slash Steve crypto and join the Facebook group and all that cool shit. And, uh, Get in on the sale and our merch shop. And what's the link for that again?
2: Etsy slash shop slash Steven Crypto Merch. Go check it out. Get yourself a t shirt, maybe even two, because we have two different designs. Get yourself a coffee mug, a, a magnet for your fridge. Uh, those magnets will fit in a stocking for your loved ones just perfectly. I think a mug could even fit in one, too, honestly um you could hit up steve directly for a trucker hat we yep, have there's a couple
1: left there's a couple left
2: answer the trivia we'll send you some stickers we uh we have a variety of merch and and we're hoping that you guys dig it um and if you like what you're hearing just leave a review on your favorite podcast app that helps us out a lot
1: yeah that's uh about it we're getting ready for uh i'm personally getting hyped up for uh the joe bob briggs holiday special and I guess i could safely mention that next week we are going to have John Brennan from the Last Drive-In the Music Man the man who does the the theme song and all that stuff uh, <laughs> the lizard took a shit <laughs> yeah he, he's going to be back here next week to chat with us to tell us about a project he has going so uh make sure you tune in to episode 103 yep episode 103
2: we had a great time chatting with Mr. Shark on the dance floor. Once again, Um it really feels like one of us, you know, like just, I think we've said it before. feels like a guy you could sit and have lunch with, have some pizza with or whatever. Just.
1: Yeah. He's such likes a lunch. fun guy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we like food.
1: <laughs> we ended up talking <laughs> a lot about food and stuff. So you guys will see that. So uh one more time. Thanks. To MC Huff too. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears to the floor, listening for uh, killer to come near neck of the woods or come to a, a, a fucking festival near you. Yeah, listen for it to come out on DVD or Blu-ray or anything. We get any news about it, we're hyped about it, so we're gonna let you guys know too. So
2: that's right. And we can't really talk about it, so that's why I'm kind of pushing you guys to send us a message after you watch it, if you get a chance to see it. Yeah, send us a little you know, direct message or whatever, and just tell us what you thought so that we can talk about it with somebody.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Um, Also uh, let us know on social media. What are some of your favorite holiday horror movies? Cause I'm, I'm trying to watch a bunch of ones I haven't seen yet. So maybe somebody will mention something.
2: I have a good one for you. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Um, I think it's called better watch out or you better watch out.
1: I don't think I've seen that one.
2: That's a fun one. It has a cool twist in it.
1: Did you ever watch Santa Jaws? No. No, <laughs> oh, that's a good one.
2: I probably should.
1: You should watch that. I watched uh, Mrs. Claus the other night. That was that was I. Right. That was I. Right. Good indie indie horror. Um, the mean one's of, coming out. Yeah, the mean one with uh, Art the Clown. Yep, that'll be cool. Uh, yeah, so let us know what you guys are watching. Over the holidays, kind of scary shit. Even classic fucking holidays. Like, everybody, I love watching The Grinch. And I watch Elf and all that shit. Just let us know what you're watching. I like to hear it and maybe be inspired to watch something. And with all that being said and all, I think we got all our rambling out of the way. So, I think we're going to call it a day. And uh, thank you guys for listening. We have been the Steve and Crypto Show.
2: We'll catch you next time. Thank you guys for listening. I hope to see you this weekend. Candy man, candy man, candy man, candy man, candy man.